Hi, my name is Farron, and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples. In our last episode, I went over the Soham Mantra and I read a little bit from Upanishads. And when I was talking about the meditation and the way that we would say the words, working with the mantra, I, in my mind, was envisioning more of a kirtan style, kind of like call and response with yourself, with your breath, with if with the universe. And later on, I realized that that style, albeit beautiful, is not necessarily the way that's going to draw somebody into beginning a meditation practice or beginning a breathing practice which was the reason in which I wanted to share this particular part of the scripture because it is the most simple direct route to the meditation right okay we went over that last time we got that part in and so what I would like to do this time rather than lead a little bit of a meditation, which is what I said I would do. I will still do that. I just wanted to describe first how you would do it. And this is not going to be new. If you've heard me describe how to start any kind of breathing or meditation practice, it's the same set of ingredients. You want to have a comfortable place to be where you will not be disturbed unless that's something that you want to happen something that you want to deal with um but wait no if you're a beginner no <laughs> go for a place where you're going to be alone and you will not be disturbed you want to as long as you're physically capable to sit up straight and tall you want to sit up straight and tall. If you are not capable of doing that, you rearrange it so that you're laying down or leaning on something that is actually supporting you versus you ending up in a slouching position. The idea is that your energetics have a place to go in an upward or straight-ish direction, right? So if you're laying down, it's fine. But you want to get the energy moving in as direct a fashion as possible. That's why these instructions often sound so rigid. It's because they're trying to set the person up in the optimum position and not everybody can get to that immediately. This is why we have our asana practice for the most part, because many people have difficulty with seated meditation and they just kind of throw it off and that might not be you but this is very very many people because of oh I think too much or I just don't have the time all of that when 
it's just that you need to move the body or actually understand how to be in the body is the new way that I'm trying to look at it because it seems to make a little bit more sense. When I was looking into the different ways to work with the Soham Mantra, one of the ways that I came across, which was very interesting, it was someone describing, I believe, Tibetan monk practice because this mantra is is everywhere it's not just in India and what this person was describing was how they would choose the place to meditate literally they would run as fast as they could for as long as they could and when they had to stop that's where they sat and they did their meditation there was also you know, going into an icy river for as long as you could and then coming out to work with this specific meditation. Okay. So you want a comfortable place. You want to be able to sit. You want time. You want this to be 10 minutes minimum. And... What was the end? <laughs> and that's about it, really. Um, closed eyes, for the most part, is what most people experience as the most beneficial. I know there are other methods, but this for, for this method for today, it's closed eyes and simple posture, which means whatever your seat is, that's it no mudras or anything like that take off your jewelry if you feel like it feels like an excess right this is really important to, to understand not everybody does that but that's because for some cultures the jewelry is actually more a part of their body it's less of an adornment and more of part of their physical being okay in the U.S., we're not so much like that, for the most part, from what I understand it. So most people benefit from removing the jewelry, especially with this particular mantra. Okay, so you have a place to sit. You have an amount of time, 10 minutes minimum. You, you know, maybe 20, but 10, especially if you're just starting out. And what you're going to do is you're going to start to breathe. And you're going to do it in a way where you're first just noticing the way in which you're breathing. Go in through the nose, out through the mouth. Is the breath clear? Is it sputtering? Is it short? Is the inhale shorter than the exhale? Is the exhale shorter than the inhale, etc.? Before you even begin anything else, just start to regulate your breath. Ideally, you're looking for an even inhale and exhale. Give yourself some time to figure that out, especially if you're a beginner. If you're just starting out or you're returning to the practice, you need to give your body time to understand that it can let out the air and it can let in the air. You need to allow for that to happen, okay? At first, it might be the first few minutes, okay? 
And then after practice, you drop in right away. You don't need that extra time unless you've been running, yeah, or you just had a deep practice in some way, shape, or form, whether it's swimming or asana or jump rope, whatever it is, okay? You regulate your breathing, and then you're going to align your breath with soham. And the most basic way to do this is on your inhale, it's a hum, and your exhale is a so, so hum, so hum. And you make these things lengthen to your breath, <clears throat> excuse me, to your breath, right? And you're not saying these out loud. Given some time, you will tune in to the inner sounds of your body and the breath does sound like so hum or humsa. Depends on who you talk to. <laughs> Another way to assist this to learn how to control the breathing is to utilize ujjayi breath. Now, ujjayi breath is a little bit of restriction in your throat and so that your breath makes a little bit more of a sound. Okay. You don't want this to feel very restricting. You want the breath to flow freely in and out. And when you utilize this breath, you will have an easier time understanding how to control the breath. Not everybody teaches it with this. I do find this extremely helpful. If it's confusing, don't start here. Just start with regular breath. So hum. So hum. Yeah. And then eventually you add the little restriction. Basically, it gives the breath a little bit of a hissing sound. And when you're really tuned in to the inside of your inner workings, you hear a little bit more of what's going on in there. Now, where I am, there's a lot of city noise and this can create a little bit more of a challenge. So earlier in the morning is when I choose to practice. I know a lot of people say to just do it when you get up. So they sit up in their bed and they do it. And then they do it right as they get back into bed for the evening. Now, I know that they are trying to weave it into their day. Their day is not revolving around their practice. Their practice is kind of inserted into their day based on their family life. So that's why they are practicing that way. I'm just using it as an example. Whatever you do, consistency is what you're looking for here. Not something you would call a perfect practice. Just the idea is that you're doing it and you do it the same time every day for an extended period of time. Give yourself like a month. 
If you have to shift it, of course you have to just shift it. Don't be rigid about it, but make sure that you're not allowing yourself to just drift off and not go to the practice. If you want to have a breathing and meditation practice, the key is consistency. Now, if you're trying to set this up now, at this time of year, in the state of the world, that is fantastic. It might be more challenging based on family dynamics, whether or not you're going to travel for the holidays, something like that. But from personal experience, I've noticed that if I do put it in during a challenging time, I'm more likely to complete the challenge. Even though, yeah, you get what I mean there. <laughs> so it's like having a very full schedule, except for you're filling the time with something that's extremely nourishing for you during a time when society is very divided and it's only going to split off even more for the next few years, especially energetically. So if you're energy sensitive and you don't have a meditation breathing practice, now is the time to set it up because this higher vibration that we've been working with is not going away now. It's only going to increase for the next few years. So as a human being, it's time for your energy sensitive friends and family, or just, just you, just you. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Um, it's really time to set up that kind of practice. Basically, this will give you something to work with when you do notice that things around you start to spin out and get more and more divided. I do believe that a movement practice is, is just as essential because you might need it to get to the place where you can comfortably sit for a meditation but there has to be a way to kind of work that out where you can split the difference in some way so that you do have some kind of an anchor, something that you can return to. And on top of that, the more you get to know how to move the energy around inside your body, the less the outer dynamics are going to be able to affect you. This is extremely important. If you're energy sensitive or sensitive, or if you're just going through your first awakening because millions of people are doing that or have been over the 2020 and then again, 2021, here we are, we're already in the fall, we're already near the end of the year, a whole new group of people are coming out of their matrix timing and they're seeing that they can actually make big shifts right and they really want to join in in that but there's a hitch 
in order to move forward with something like an awakening for yourself to make big changes, you have to know how to work with your body because ultimately your body is what's going to be in charge. If you need to learn how to move energy around inside your body just to maintain your emotional integrity, this is a plus two. It starts to appease all of that excess energy and that kind of extra anxiety feeling. Now, I'm not saying that's going to cure your anxiety. I'm not a doctor, okay? What I'm saying is when everybody else is having those periods of time, you will be able to maintain yourself because ultimately all you really can do is keep yourself together and use that as an example for the people around you. Because as things start to split, as understanding starts to crumble for more and more people, because that's what's happening, you are going to need to just hold your own. Sure, you have family, you have friends, you love them, you want to help them as much as you can. The only way you're going to do that, spiritually especially, is if you have yourself in your body and you get what's going on with your emotions, with your physical self, with your eternal self, with the cosmic movements that you are inherently a part of just by being a human being all in all the Soham Mantra is something that will help pretty much anybody it's so simple it's so simple that people overlook it all in all even with everything starting to split and divide Ultimately, there is like a sovereignty and a unity waiting to express itself like a harmony. I know, know that sounds like a lot of big words just kind of smashed together, but what I'm saying is this. It might not be easy to make personal change, but as you go through the process, you'll realize many 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 people around you are also going through that process and they may not be talking to you they may not be sharing with you but just that they're going through it at the same time or just at all inherently is supposed to support the rest of us just like when we heal ourselves we support the people around us Take what you can, take what resonates, leave the rest. Thank you so much for being here. And if you do have any questions that you would like me to cover on this podcast, the email is hungryforapplespodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I was really excited to do the one last week. So send them over. Thank you. Bye now.
All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash Farron. And feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, Farron.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.